I'll come back. 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 Sorry for the commercials to stop. Yeah, because we're sponsored and shit. What are our commercials? What commercials do we get? That that's what that gets. This podcast is brought to you by UBlock Origin. What better <laughs> way to not support any of the people that you enjoy content from than by making sure they don't get paid? Just so you, yeah, just so you can save a little bit of time and effort on commercials. <laughs> Well, Priest, with that lovely word, which I'm assuming is going to go in the final cut for some reason, do you, do you want to count us in? Five, four, three, two, one. Hello and welcome to the BarCast, where the bar gets lower every single week. Your bartenders for this evening will be a non-pencil. Sup, guys? Enigmatic Otaku. I have philosophical discussions in the toilet stall. Milk myself okay yes pee in the thing and i finally have enough wine to make pencil happy we have a very special guest this week you may know them from film fiction but you may not know them around the community calm wind is someone who usually tends to themselves in the fandom but we reached out to them and they gracefully agreed to join us so please give a warm welcome to calm wind okay i'm good we're good we're good let's go Oh, oh shit! Yeah, we're good. We're good. Are you sure? Are you dying? Are you dying already? No. Okay. Do you not? Do you re- do you not recognize the sounds of someone doing a line of coke? I mean, <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Those who are tuning in for the very first time, hello and welcome. We're a community-oriented podcast where you ask for the guests, we politely ask them on, then you ask questions, and we make them miserable for two hours. If you haven't seen previous episodes of interviewing people from the show, like uh, John Delancey or Andrea Lindman, be sure to go check us out on places like Google Play, Music, iTunes, and all the other places that you normally digest your podcast. Mostly on YouTube. Mostly on YouTube. Yeah, the YouTube's really important. That's what actually earns us money. We use that money to help support charities in need of help, but we'll talk about that a little later on. We're accepting questions both on our fan fiction thread, but also on Twitch, which the lovely Anon Pencil is watching. Right now, I'm going to say I'm not taking any questions from Zoljin512 in the chat. Yep. All right, we will not do that. Can I, should I just like make fun of them shamelessly in the chat? Please do. Please do. He deserves every bit of it. He deserves Zoljin. every bit of it. Then you a shit. Got it. <laughs> there you go. Hi, Zol. How you doing? Zoljin. Right. More like Zoljin. The most worthless alcohol. Pencil, please save this. What okay. are we doing? Uh, for the chat, you are allowed to ask questions. We ask that you don't ask questions that have to do with religion or politics, uh, long-winded philosophies. Uh, and honestly, if you're just super spurgy, I'm going to ignore you. Um, you know better than to ask these questions at this point for any newcomers. This is just for everything. However, our guest has said that they are comfortable with all sorts of weird shit. So feel free to ask that question. Feel free to ask all sorts of other weird questions. Get inappropriate. We are rated our podcast. Now's your chance to back out. It's too late. It's happening. We also ask that you drink along with us because we're going to be drinking. And the drinking word is what, priest? Profane. 
proteins. Anytime you hear us say protein or protein or any variation of that pronunciation, have a drink. Please drink responsibly. Do not overdrink. Drink water as you drink. Don't go to the hospital again. We know who you are. Please don't hurt yourself on our account. Thank you. Yes. And speaking of hurting ourselves, let's get to the nitty gritty. Who are you, Calmwind, and what do you do in the fan? Well, uh, I am a fanfiction writer. I have been doing it since uh, 2012, so I've been doing it for a while. And uh, that is pretty much all that I do in the fandom. I've attended a couple of cons, but I don't really do much else besides that. It's sort of just a little pastime that uh, started off as something that I just wanted to try out and ended up getting a lot of attention. So I tried doing a little more, and before I knew it, I was being swarmed by people demanding I write more, and I've been doing it since. Well said. I think that echoes a lot of kind of the fan fiction writers in the fandom, but it's always it's always a, a worthy question to ask. Uh, speaking of worthy questions to ask, how did you get into MLP personally? Like, what what's your entry story? <laughs> well, uh, just like most people, uh, I saw My Little Pony. And my immediate thought was, back when I used to watch Saturday morning cartoons in the 90s, I watched the Family Channel with Super Mario Brothers Super Show on, and then eventually My Little Pony would come on, I'd scream and turn off the So whenever I, uh, <laughs> whenever I heard My Little Pony, I was just like, it's like, oh, great, they're making another one. No, I'm just going to stay away from it. Well, turns out one day a friend of mine just happened to throw on one of the episodes it was the very first one and i was watching it and i was just like you know this cartoon isn't that half uh, that half bad but i didn't really register that much of it at that point it was um it was more of a in the middle of my first job i was a i was a blog writer part-time for a startup that helped startups and it was a really shit job i didn't really get paid anything and I was sitting at my desk one day, which was sold for money the next day, and uh, I thought to myself, you know what? A buddy of mine that was an artist always had this idea that we could write children's stories someday. Like I could write them, he could illustrate them. And so I thought to myself, you know, maybe I could try writing for cartoons. So I looked down and I, thought, I said, okay, what's popular right now? I used to write a lot of video game fan fiction when I was younger, so I'll just look for something that's kind of popular out there, and I'll kind of make my own thing. And uh, to my surprise, uh, the response I got about from 80% of the people was My Little Pony Friendship is Magic. And I'm just like, you're fucking kidding me, what? <laughs> and uh, so I was like, okay, you know what? You know what? This is popular. So, and I saw one episode at one point. Why don't I, you know, take a look and see something else? So I went on to YouTube. Uh, this was somewhere around uh, 2012. Went onto YouTube and I typed in My Little Pony, and the first thing that popped up was a full episode playback of Hearts and Hoops Day. All right. All right. And I watched that, and I was almost in stitches by the end of it. I was just like, this is really funny, and this is really fun. And you know, the funny thing was, like, it weren't really the, the main six doesn't do that much in that episode. It's all, you know, Big Mac, Shirley, and the, the CMC. But it's just like I, I was watching that, and I just thought this is really entertaining. And I was curious at that point because I saw the first episode. I was pretty good. But then I saw this one, and I was like, I haven't seen a cartoon that's this well-structured in a very long time. So me being the curious guy that I am, I had to know, like, who the hell is making this because this is not by accident. 
So I went and I looked up and found the name Lauren Faust. Uh, you people may have heard of her. And uh, I was kind of looking over what she's done, and then I went and I saw her uh, her DeviantArt page, and I saw a lot of pictures that looked like Powerpuff Girls. I'm like, hey, wait a minute, Powerpuff Girls. Then I, I looked and I noticed that she was married to a man named uh, uh, Craig McCracken, mm-hmm. who just so happens to be the partner in crime of Jenny Tartakovsky, and the two of them together are known for, I don't know, Dexter's Lab, Powerpuff Girls, and Samurai Jack. Yeah. At that point, I was like, okay, so clearly she got some help here, and I noticed that she had a lot of writers and other people that worked on those cartoons helping her make My Little Pony Friendship is Magic. And as soon as I found that out, I had to watch the rest of them, or at least most of them, because, come on, those cartoons were my childhood. I was like, these guys are making more cartoons? i got to watch this. And it really does show because the cartoon is very well structured, the characters are great, and it, you know the, the gags are well timed. There's you know little morals at the end of every episode. It's just good, and you can tell that Hasbro didn't understand a thing about it because they tried to reboot Care Bears at the same time, and it was shit. So basically, I watched a bunch of episodes, and I thought to myself, "Okay, I'll write something." So I ended up writing my first story, which is called Soft Spoken with a Big Heart, and it focuses on Big Mac, who at the time had zero character development. And I thought, okay, what can I do here that's cute? So I decided to have Fluttershy included, and I kind of messed with things a little bit. I made it so that the main six are kind of like, uh, if you ever read my stories, the characters are all messed with in terms of sizes. So like Fluttershy is itty-bitty, and Applejack is really big, and Big Mac is like the size of a door and everything. And uh, mm-hmm. uh, so basically, there's like some accident after Big Mac wins, uh, wins a huge competition uh, on their way home on a train and everything. And uh, uh, all of them are hurt except for him and Fluttershy. And he has to try, he basically takes it upon himself to try and get them out of a snowstorm-covered mountain. And you know, he just won a strong pony competition, so everything is just fine. He can do it, but obviously things don't go well. Fluttershy, little tiny Fluttershy keeps telling him, you know, you got to stop, you got to stop, uh, you're going to hurt yourself. And it gets to a point where he gets so angry at her trying to tell him not to save them that he actually explodes at her and yells in full voice and everything. And, you know, he had not really said anything in the show up to that point, aside from when he was encouraging Applejack early in the season not to overdo it. And uh, I just really wanted to explore that and kind of give him some character development. I put it into a one-shot threw it into fin fiction because I was like, hey, there's this site here that does pony fix, so I'll throw this in here. And then I got it just it just came in. Everyone just came in, everyone loved it, and it, and then I was like, you know what? Fine, I'll I'll do more and then the rest is history. Well said. It's, it's really... also go ahead. It, it just a really quick note for um those about Lauren Faust, a little probably didn't know, other people do. Um she was also an animator for Cats Don't Dance, Quest for Camelot, Iron Giant and worked on Codename Kids Next Door and Foster's Home for Managerary Friends uh, as a developer. So she's actually got a long list of things that she's done on her own besides Craig McCracken and uh, Tarowski. And, and those are all very great cartoons, too. Yeah, and, it, and if you haven't seen a lot of those, go see them, especially Foster's Home for Managerary Friends, because they love it, and that's my plug, that's all. It, it, it just shows this, this glorious era of cinema and this wonderful group of talented individuals that all flocked together and exchanged and bounced ideas off of each other and, and and grew so much as a result. And we have these like titans of animation today that it's kind of not whatever they touch turns to gold because there's some things that 
I'm sure we'd prefer not to talk about. But um, as far as like they they launched and didn't succeed so well. But anyway, that aside, um, you 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 said one thing that I'm going to latch onto just because I thought it was really cool. Uh, you mentioned you and your friend doing uh, illustrations and kids cartoons. Did anything ever come out of that? Or now that you've no. gotten some sort of literary respect and uh, uh, what what's the word? Um, prowess. Unfortunately, no. He uh, he and I were friends a long time ago, and uh, we've kind of he lives in a different state now too. So I mean, I still talk to him every once in a while, but that was just sort of an idea we were floating back when we were in high school because I like to write. He was an artist, and uh, but it is it is noteworthy to mention him because if I had not thought back to that, I would have never. All right. Well, well said. Um. As far as the fandom itself, what would you consider your favorite part? Uh, so uh, the online community, fan fiction, con, the music, what really keeps you here? Uh, it's, it's definitely the people. I mean, I, the, I think that the thing that has got, kept me going the most is, uh, especially, I'm, I'm sure you've all seen uh, the story I'm working on right now, is getting a little ridiculously long. And uh, I most definitely would not have gotten this far or even started that one if it had not been for all the people that I've had behind me. And I've enjoyed more than anything going out to the cons. And I know I have a con right here that's locally. I, I live in Milwaukee, so Ciderfest. I have no excuse not to go to that every year. Oh, yeah, and yeah. Uh, But I just love going there. I love seeing the people. I love getting to know the people. And it's always so cool to see just how many different kinds of people are at these things. And that's something that's been so unique to me about My Little Pony is that it doesn't really, there's there's not a type. We're just all different kinds of people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now then, well, our generation of the show is over. I would say that the sort of brony generation, generation four is over. And in terms of patterns of My Little Pony, we're moving into this generation 4.5 era. Um, in your opinion, as, as a community, where do you think we go from here? I don't, I don't think uh, we'll be able to necessarily strike lightning twice as far as the, the strength and, and, and mimetic qualities of the brony movement. But what can we do to keep ourselves strong and, maybe even as respected as, say, Trekkies or Star Wars fans. Well, you just mentioned Trekkies and Star Wars fans, and honestly, like, the things that I point to whenever people ask me about the Brony fan, I mean, come on, Dragon Ball Z had a fandom for how long before they finally got a new show? I, it's just, you, know, you just got to keep at it. You got to keep uh, keep enjoying it. Just because the show's over doesn't mean that the fun is over. You just got to find new places to get fun. All right. Um, uh, it's a... Uh, I know it's a little more complicated than that, obviously, but I mean, I, I definitely saw an uptick in my readership as soon as the show ended. And, you know, people are looking for other things to look forward to and to have fun with. And, and it's not going to end just because the show's over. That's true. That's true. Fair enough. Um, and last but not least, the last hard-hitting question before we throw you to the wolves. Who is best <laughs> pony? Fleetfoot. Wow. Really? Why? Fight me! Why? Why? Do you, do, you really like, do you really like her lisp? 
Uh, yeah, funny story about that. Uh, <laughs> the reason I like her is not because of the show. The reason I like her is because I created a personality for her in my writing before she was ever given time in the show that sort of accidentally turned into the kind of personality I like in her. Mm -hmm. And because of that, it, she's kind of like my main subject whenever I try to get fan art or Hmm. That's, that's in, in, fact, in fact, in fact, the running theme and running gag that I have with all the fan art that includes my OC and Fleetfoot is she's doing because my 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 running joke in my OC is that he is a very big guy that's shy as hell and spills his spaghetti out of his pockets like mad anytime a girl talks. Mm -hmm. And the personality I gave Fleetfoot is this sexy, sassy prankster who will do anything for a laugh, and so she targets him to make him uncomfortable because he does silly things. I like it. Yeah. I can definitely relate to writing a personality around a character so much that it makes you kind of appreciate it as your favorite character. And I, I, uh, when I heard her voice on the show for the first time, I kind of screamed into a pillow. <laughs> <laughs> not because I dislike lisps, but man, it was not what I was expecting. <laughs> what did you think she would sound like? Well, the voice I always heard in my head whenever I imagined her and wrote her was, uh, 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 oh, yeah, which, which one was it? There's three. Like, yeah, Clover from Totally Ew, why? <laughs> because it just fits her personality. You'd have to read it. No! No! Ew! <laughs> the, the, the Ew. salt. The salt and frustration. Ew. Well, now that we're going to take a question from the chat, um, it, it's time to throw you to the wolves. We've been nice for you to, to you for far too long. How many shot glasses could you fill if you chopped your dick into a nice tartar? All right. Counterpoint. How many glasses do you have? Uh, I got plenty. I, it's me. I got plenty of alcohol glasses. Also, I got, like, these double shots. Like, so you got to tell me, like, how many shot glasses we're looking at here, man. I got to know who to serve. Let's see about... I think 42 sounds like a good number. 42. Well said. I understand that reference. Now then, it's time to go out to the thread where we're going to start with questions from Cody, the ultimate brony, a loyal listener. What has been your favorite moment being in this fandom? Uh, I think it was the first time that I went to BronyCon. I only got to go to the last two, unfortunately. But, um... Just, I had never been to a larger con before. I mean, I've I've been to large cons. In fact, I've been to Comic Con, and that one is wow. the size of wow. six football fields. But in terms of pony cons, I had never been to one that was really all that large. And to finally be where pretty much everyone, uh, the one that everyone knew and everyone went to, was it was definitely a uh, good experience, a spectacle. I got to meet lots of great people when I was there. All right. Now then, uh, we got questions from Damon McRae. Number one, you have one bullet. One man in the room leads dragon lollies. One man in the room won't spamming Monica's. Do you want to try that question again? One man in the room won't stop spamming Monka's. The last person in the room is you. Who do you shoot? 
I give the gun to the lewd dragon lollies and I let them shoot me. <laughs> no, no, no. There's no, there's no dragon lollies here. There's only a man that ludes dragon lollies and a man that spams Monica's. Uh, then I'm shooting myself. Hey! I get to say it! It's been a while, but I finally get to say it. Okay. Here on the here on the barcast, killing yourself is always an option. Only in hypothetical questions. Please don't kill yourself. We want you here. Suicide is bad, yo. The old KYS. All right. Uh, number two. I haven't slept in twenty-two hours. The shadows move, yet it is daylight. Something speaks in a language I shouldn't know, yet I understand exactly what he wants. Do you have twenty dollars for pizza? Shh. No tears. Only dreams now. <laughs> oh, oh, Christ. That that sounded oddly, like, critical. <laughs> <laughs> Number three. Who is the last pony you fapped? Fucking okay. <laughs> I like how he says that with, like, a crackly voice. Because he, he was remembering it. If anything, just be confident. that in, I hear that... Good girl ponies like confidence. Number four. Hot pockets or the heat death of the universe on demand? Can I get hot pockets on demand? Yes. I'm going with hot pockets. Yeah. Now we're going to short skirts and explosions. The writer who wrote something once. He asks you, what's off life? When Doth gives you lemons, you life a new Doth. I have so many questions for what you've just said. And I like all of them. Oh my. The next quote, that was very breathy. Number, now we're going to Muggity, who doesn't have questions. Fuck you. Fuck you, <laughs> Muggity! You missed out, bitch! Also, thank you, Hat Vandamoose. We'll talk about that later. Chad the Lad is up next. A random assortment of questions for you. Number one, Star Wars or no? Yes, Star Wars. Which Star War is your favorite? The Empire Strikes Back. This is fair. This is fair. Also likely the correct answer. It is the correct answer, yes. I mean, I would, I would tie it with number four. If, if you're a big fan of New Hope, I get it. I get it. Just saying. Number two, Empire Strikes Back is just really good from a theming standpoint, but I'm not going to waste time on, on every single question, so let's keep going. Woo! Video games or no? Very much yes. What is your favorite video game? Super Metroid, Super Nintendo, 1994. Ooh. Wow, a classic. Defend your answer. It is the only game that I have played that no matter how many times I play it, I enjoy it from start to finish. Not only that, but whenever I show it to people who have never seen it before, they're surprised that it's as old as it is because the game is very well put together. The, the fact that it's 2D but has so much atmosphere and so much sort of effort put into every location, every bit of music, and every encounter, and the fact that you can't really... I mean, it's going to sound weird, but the fact that the controllers uh, the controls are weird makes it so that you cannot physically run, jump, and shoot all at the same time, so you have to be careful about how you approach things. It's just very well done. 
And the fact that so many games have tried to be like it and haven't quite really gotten it since says a lot to me. And I love the Metroid guy, too. So, I'm going to ignore everything Enigma just said and ask a much more important question. As usual. Save the animals or kill the animals? Always save the animals. My man! All right. There's a small detour, and it lowers <laughs> your speed. Damn right. Okay. Number three. Do you have a favorite dad joke? What do you call a factory that does a very good job? What? A satisfactory. I'm so mad at you. Uh... <laughs> This is that's that's so bad. Oh, I, I like the metal. Okay. You know what we haven't done in a while? What? Hey, hey, Calmwind. Hey, what? What's that thing you consume to help you get swole? Protein. What do you drink? Yay! I needed my daily dose of protein today. Wait. That sounds gross. Please don't jack off in your own mouth on stream, priest. I make no promises. Damn it. Number four. What is your favorite color? Red. Good. The color of the blood coming from my eyes. Number five. What is your favorite music genre? This is always a very interesting question for me because I don't really have one, and I never really have a good explanation as to why. I like individual pieces of music, but I can't really name any one genre or artist that I prefer. Well, is there a certain genre that you specifically dislike in general? Not a big fan of rap music. That's about it. Well, there you go. We have at least anything but rap music. That's your favorite. Yeah, if it's got a good beat, good harmony, good lyrics, I'll enjoy it. Doesn't matter who's singing. All right. Number six. What is your current favorite meme? Ooh. That's a very good question because me the, the term meme has changed definitions over my very long and old man. Uh, I might have to pass this one because I can't really get one off the top of my head. Dancing uh, Baby from the late 90s. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> now then, number seven. Cat burbs or fish burbs? Cat burbs. The Griffins. Why Griffins over Hippogriffs? Well, I have a very big one in my story that is very funny and I like to write for, so... Alright. Well, His name well, is Mateo. The choice comes between the, the choice comes between lion asses or horse asses. Guess we're going with lion asses. Well, I mean, it's it's time for an on pencil explains animal anatomy to you. So, oh, no. so if we're talking about lion asses versus horse asses, you're gonna get more squeeze with your hands with a horse ass. They carry more of the fat there. So if you want a good bouncy, like, jiggle butt, horse asses. If you want something that's really taut and lean, but also, like, the skin is a little saggy for some reason, that's lion asses. So just based on ass, well, those well, are the well, two to choose from. Well, 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 well
I have not squeezed a lion's ass, no. Oh. I know that opens up so many other questions, but no, we, you, I have not squeezed a lion's ass. Well, we now know you are a lion ass ass. God damn it, priest. That was an attempt. I attempt a lot of things, but I succeed at the next set of questions. Yeah, you given, did. Given by Alex underscore. Calm. Number one, how accurately can you predict the future? Well, I'm going to be hungry tomorrow, so I guess that counts. Well, good job. What? what? <laughs> Hold on, what? No, it's fine. I predict, I predict that I will be hungry tomorrow. Uh, why, are, why are you booing me? I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> why are you running? <laughs> Number two. How old do you think you'll be when you die? Too old. Fair enough. <laughs> Number three. Let's try some slam poetry. Complete the couplets with the first thing that comes into your head. Number one. Every night I cry and cry. Bite your pillow, I'm going in dry. <laughs> the next one is my soul is burning with my love. I, I stepped onto a morning dog. Oh, okay. And number three. I'm, I'm getting close to I'm seeing a theme here. Number number C. The pain is tearing at my skin. Let me in. Let me in. I love it. Oh my I god, love this it. is the greatest day. Uh oh god. I, I love this so much. Alex, I wanna I want more of these types of questions. Yes, please, Alex. Yes, please, more of these. <laughs> Four. Do you think spiders can dream? Eight times in a row, yeah. Okay, what do spiders dream of? And don't say electric flies, otherwise I'll punch you. <laughs> let's, let's test this theory. Electric flies. Fuck you! <laughs> I'll be like, hi, I'm Pencil, and I'll punch you. It'll be like, out of con or some shit, you won't know who I am. And it'll be great, and then it'll be arresting. Come at me. <laughs> I will fight you. <laughs> I, just, I just imagine her, like, dragging fisting people in the con. <laughs> Why am I fisting people in a con? What, what did you say? Uh, uh, dragging fisting, like what Goku did to Piccolo. I was like, I just I thought you said I was fisting people at cons. I'm like, this is not what I do at cons. I don't even fist place to cons. I'm, I'm not into this. No. That's Milk's job. Well, like, maybe a pinky. All right. Up next. Milk, it's your job to fist people at cons now. To be fair, you do have them fisting them. I mean, yeah. You have to lube up first, or it doesn't go anywhere fast. Number five. What do you do to make yourself feel beautiful, calm? I pick up very heavy things and I put them back down. Wait. God damn it, priest! I'm mad at you. <laughs> <laughs> and hey, what 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 do you have before you do those lifting of things? Actually, it's after, but it's protein! Yay! 
Pretty workout. <laughs> Six. Are you good at singing? Confession. Uh, I was part of the choir when I was in high school, and I was often selected to do the solos, but I have not sung in a very long time, and honestly, I am very, very embarrassed to sing in front of people, so most people do not know that I am kind of a tenor. I was a between baritone and bass, but I could go higher. As an alto, I understand and, and feel you on that. I really were, do. Were you that kid who just goes, So Santa Maria? Okay, so obviously Enigma doesn't have any idea of what the different ranges are for singing now. <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> and also it's Ave Maria, but like, asshole. Santa Maria is a bad place. Shouldn't be there. Because it was right after the Pinta. Moving on. Oh my god. Number seven, will you touch me? Me being out of our store. Oh, there we go. Lord. Lord. Number eight. Finally, can you, do you, will you? Maybe, sometimes, yes. Hooray! Now then. Oh it's, god, it's, it's time. It's time for that other other guy who has Holy shit. He has a picture for you. I'm gonna post it here behind the counter. How does How this How does it make you feel? Oh, someone put effort into that. But how does it make you feel? The expression really speaks to me on a on a deeper level. I can like I like the darker strokes on the wings, you know the the teeth changing is kind of creepy, but you know that's like that's like art, man. That's artistic expression. Yeah, I bet you're getting some dark strokes in on that. Anyway, <laughs> how much charity money would it take for you to star in a porno? Okay, are we asking everyone this ever since I'd said I'd do it for a hundred thousand to charity? I guess. Fucking a. Well, I don't have that much money, so I don't know. Well, oh, wait, am I getting paid or am I paid? How much money would it take for <laughs> you, you, Calm, are you saying, star in a porno? Are you, hold on, Calm, are you saying that you would pay money to star in a porno? Uh, I gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to be fair, same. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh lord that's that's good that's funny uh, Latreus is up next number one uh, would you hug a cute bat pony of course would you hug a cute original style changeling I'd hug one that's not cute oh Ooh. oh is that oh okay and don't ask Zoljan that, I that will sound, ask him. That sounds it's like open. a lot. Explain this in chat, bitch face. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> yeah, fucking asshole. All right. Uh, would you hug a Celis? Sure. Okay. Wuna? I would be burned at the stake if I said no. Fair enough. Probably by her, let's be honest. Yes, it's true. And then finally, what do you think 
of this little danger noodle. Would you hug this danger noodle? I would give it all the hugs. Aww. It's so cute. Priest, would you hug the snack pone? Yes, I would. Shasa is up next, good old friend of the cast. When is the wind not calm? When it breaks. There's, there's a joke here about breaking wind. Yes, that's the yes. one. Okay. I just want to make sure everyone caught it. If you have to Priest, if you have to explain the joke, you it, 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 is, it can either be it can be broken or it can be stiff. It'll be a brief. Ah. ah. Number two, what is your favorite? What, what fucking? What is your second favorite brony moment? Uh, you see, here, here's one right here. I really don't know much about happenings in the fandom, so I don't think I can even answer this. Well, I usually take these questions as what your experience as a brony. Oh, I, okay. Let, okay. Me, let me ask you. Let me ask you this: Have you ever gotten any sort of comments or messages that stick with you, or or really kind of propelled you forward in in doing what you do as this hobby? Well, that is a, it's funny that you mentioned that because I, I did just get one of those recently. And the thing is, I get messages all the time from people who uh, don't really comment or don't really come in very often or really have an account. And the first thing they do is they send me a long message uh, to thank me for writing and for giving them something to look forward to. And I'm going to be honest, I live for that. I re- that oh, yeah, makes yeah. me feel good, and n- nothing motivates me more than knowing that I've helped somebody with something that I do for fun. And, uh, I mean, just happened the other day, I think at the very bottom here, uh, at the very bottom of the thread, uh, Adelante Dash literally just sent me one of those the other day, so it's good to Aww. see them here. And But I, I get those all the time, and I never get tired of them. It's so great to always hear from the people that, uh, that really like my work. And, uh, and yeah, it's, it's great. Um, by the way, Zuljan says, uh, I am not going into detail about that, and then yells at you about Larson. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh, I forgot about that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, it seems like everyone who comes onto this cast has a PTSD story about about M.A. Larson, but I want to hear this one. Okay, so I was at a, uh, I was at, uh, I think it was, what was it called? Uh, Winnie City in Illinois, and uh, at both Winnie City and at Cider Fest, from the same people, they always have a VIP cocktail hour, and where you basically, you pay a little extra money, you get to go have drinks with whoever the guests of honor are, and when, this, this particular time, M.A. Larson was one of them. And uh, I sat down with, uh, I was just sort of sitting there with some of my friends. One of my friends was very, very drunk and basically pointed at me at everyone that moved by to let them know that I write stories. And out of nowhere, because this kind of leads into it, out of nowhere, uh, I hear Pinkie Pie say hi to me. And Andrea Libman suddenly sits down right next to me. Oh. And like, I was just like caught off guard because, and you know, friggin' engine limit. And it, of course, my friend starts immediately starts saying, "By the way, he writes stories and everything." And so I was kind of cool at that point because I got to explain to the voice actor of Fluttershy how I used Fluttershy in my very first story. Oh, and uh, so that was really <laughs> cool. But 
Then M.A. Larson comes and sits his ass down across from me. <laughs> and uh, so I'm like, I'm like, okay, this is awesome because uh, I get to I get to talk to him. And he's, uh, I know that he he knows Craig McCracken, Jenny Tarkovsky, who are kind of idols of mine in terms of uh, writing and making cartoons and whatnot. And uh, but of course, my drunk friend has to let him know in the middle of all of this that I have written a story that at the time was around a million two hundred thousand words. Oh my oh god! My god. Wow. And M.A. Larson looked looked me right in the eye, and he said, okay, first of all, and then he flipped me the bird. <laughs> and then he said, second of all, that's pretty cool. But I can now tell everyone that M.A. Larson gave me the finger because that's I wrote too much. <laughs> <laughs> that's so wonderful. Oh. And, and since then, I've uh, he he remembers me. I, I come up to him every time I can at all the cons and everything. Uh, I got to see him again at the last, uh, not the last Brony Con, the Brony Con before. And uh, yeah, he remembered, so that was That's really good to hear. I'm really happy. Um, you just learned that a pony is coming to visit you at your house. How do you prepare? Kennel. A kennel? Are you are you putting the pony in a kennel or are you getting in the is is this yeah. some like is this some BDSM play? What's what's what are you doing here? Well now that you put it that way. I mean, I, mean. <laughs> I like to think the pony looks at your girl and is like, oh, a riding crop, just like home. I'm gonna keep it, brush it, and pet it and call it the uh, fleet. <laughs> You're fleet foot now. <laughs> But I'm Big Mac. All right, number four. The bar cash just gave you the power to get protein. Yay! Drinking. Do you say the word of the day? And that's a yes. <laughs> Your favorite pony, Fleetfoot, has now asked you on a date. Your mom overheard. What happens next? The shotgun comes out. Oh no. And the oh. Templar outfits. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Okay. Number four. You have a trout. Which member of the barcast deserves the most to be slapped with it, and why on earth would you do this? Well, since I don't know any of you until today, I guess you all equally deserve a fish slap. That's actually Aww. pretty accurate. Thanks. All right. Next question is, which equestrian non-pony would you like to ask about their life story? No question, it would be Discord. Ooh. There, there are a lot of questions with his backstory, so to speak. So that could go in any direction. He's just going to look and he's, he's going to go, like, before there was time, there was monsters. Why? That's a reference to something, and I don't It's know. a reference to the Lich from Adventure Time. It is. Oh. Damn it's it. Okay. It's okay. I, I need to be caught up. It's okay. It's okay. Next question. Archive Striker JK5 is up next and asks, what is your favorite non-MLP franchise? Would probably be Dragon Ball. Interesting. What is the worst affront to the Dragon Ball franchise? And why is it Dragon Ball GT? Ooh. It is definitely Dragon Ball GT. I've never liked it. Fair enough. 
I mean, the, the thing is, if you uh, ever read any battle scene that I've written in any of my stories, oh, you no. will get about a couple of seconds into it, and you'll be like, "This is like Dragon," because oh, I just no. can't. I can't turn it off. They don't. They're not like screaming, and they're not sitting there, you know, yelling for six episodes straight. But yeah, the way that I have, because I, I work mostly with uh, Pegasi, and uh, and then, of course, I have a couple of unicorns in there, too. And the way that they throw their magic and the way the Pegasi fly around, it's like, yeah, I'm kind of channeling Dragon Ball Z here, and by kind of, I mean very. Are you saying that Pegasi fly through their key? Yes. <sighs> Are you okay, Pencil? No! <laughs> <laughs> just sitting here adding our guest stories to our highlighted stories folder on the barcast where you can go read them and see if they really are DBZ like well, if you read, sure if you read the first one in the Soren Dash trilogy it turns into Dragon Ball Z halfway through because I got bored I didn't know where I was going with that oh hey, a lot of people really like that they do. Well, I mean, here's the thing. I might as well explain this right now. I I did not know where I was going with my uh, the the big uh, little series that I'm doing right now that has all the stories of Sword and Rainbow Dash in it. I started that first one as like a cute little romance story. Got bored halfway through, turned it into a giant combat thing where something almost dies at the end. And then uh, I wasn't even gonna write a second one, but a contest popped up, and I was like, okay, I'll write a second one, and just sort of scrap together what I had made and do something else. But even that one was sort of like, okay, I only got two months. I and I wrote a hundred and five thousand word story in two months, and and uh, it's, it was such a mess at the end that I was I actually quite literally copied the choreography out of Dragon Ball Z mangas for the fight scenes at the end. Sweet God. And, uh, and then from there, once those were somehow very popular and I won that contest, then I was like, you know what? I should actually try. And Wait, that's where the long ones come from so far. So you won a contest off of copying a manga. Shh. Don't tell anyone. Okay. Yeah, we won't tell anyone. It'll be fine. Okay. That's fair enough. Um, but as for uh, non-MLP franchises, um, have you done any fan-related content for them? And we know you have. That's but are you willing really to share them? Uh, share them if you really want to go read them. They're really old. But yes. I do have a yeah. fanfiction.net account that I haven't touched in forever. Uh, and, it, well, actually, you're never, you're never going to find the first thing I wrote because it was uh, written on notebook paper for RuneScape when I was 13 years old. Oh, child. But uh, when I was 15, I wrote a Legend of Zelda fan fiction. That's the first thing I ever did online, and it's, uh, it's, it's about as bad as you would expect. Uh, and then uh, I wrote a lot of stuff for the Mega Man franchise. Well, I did one thing for Star Fox that never went anywhere. And one, I did something for Golden Sun, which I'm still angry about because I never finished it. And I got really far into it. Do you know the Jolly Green Giant? Ho, ho, ho. Anyway, so next question before Enigma speaks again. The Antibus is up next, a first-time question asker. I'm assuming a follower. Who would win in a three-way duel between Fleetfoot, Cloudkicker, and Blaze? If you ever ask me a question about Fleetfoot, the answer's going to be Fleetfoot. Fair enough. What is the exact weight of the squad zero heavies and bulk side biceps combined? 
Three. And what about Three. what about after they've had protein? Four. Wow. Four. Wow. Possibly <laughs> drink. Definitive proof right here. Overall, how does, does Fleefo get her protein? Wouldn't you like to know? From this dick! Anyway. <laughs> Overall, what gave you the inspiration to write Twister as on come up with his character from the start? Okay, uh, this requires a little bit of explanation because <laughs> Twister is a original character in my longer story right now who basically is the Pinkie Pie of my cast. He is the one that is crazy, weird, and insane, but he's He's Pinkie Pie turned way past 11. Ah. So basically, he, he breaks every single rule of reality and literary stuff in the story, at like basically on a regular basis. Nothing he does ever makes sense, nor is it supposed to make sense. And he's more often than not, he's extremely useless in any sort of conflict or confrontation save for one thing, but obviously if people want to read the story, I'm not going to spoil that. Uh, but the, the thing is, uh, I do not, uh, one of the things that I, I follow when I create characters and do stories in general is I always make sure I plan everything out beforehand down to the, the, the script of what the dialogue is going to be before I even write a chapter. And this is more related to the... Um, uh, the second part of the question, what was I on when I was coming up with Twister? And uh, in order to make him be as random as possible, I do not plan ahead for him. And when I get to the portions where he's doing things, I make it up on the spot with whatever comes to my mind at that moment immediately. So it will always be extremely random and won't make any sense often covered with memes and or cultural references that I couldn't do otherwise with any other character. Interesting. So, is there is there a particular reason that you like to insert like memes and pop culture into the into the comedy that you write? I'm, I'm interested. He gives me an excuse to do it. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Yeah, like I've I've had so many references to other cartoons and yeah, uh, things in the real world and all sorts of stuff that I could not have done if I had not had the excuse to. Through. All right. Uh, the next question is: What is your favorite OC? Um, an OC you made or a favorite character in the fandom OC? Okay, that that is a tough question, but I think. Uh... One moment here. That that is a that is I've got a lot of characters, so I gotta pick one out here. Probably I have a one of the antagonists in my um, in my current story because uh, there are you know it's mostly focused on the Wonderbolts, but of course you can't have a story with the Wonderbolts that's uh, themed like mine is without the Shadowbolts. And the uh, I'm not going to explain how that they're actually real in my story because that's a whole different story in itself. But uh, I basically, aside from, because uh, I have, I have uh, the male Shadow Bolt and the female Shadow Bolt from the first episode, but the, the third one that I initially used, I did not know was an OC that belonged to one poor Yorick. Ooh. 
is Starry Skies. I had no idea it belonged to him. I thought it was the third Shadow Bolt before I actually went back and decided to look at screenshots and realized, oh, wait, she's not in any of these. So <laughs> I accidentally used one of his OCs at first. But um, in order to come up with more Shadow Bolts, I am a very big fan of the Final Fantasy franchise. Uh -huh. And so I have this cast of Shadow Bolts. Each one of them is designed after each villain from each Final Fantasy game. Hmm. Huh. Sephiroth, Kafka. Yeah, and my first, I and each all of their names are also uh, references to something about them. So the one that's based on Garland from one, his name is Blade, because Garland was a knight that had a big sword and. Uh, but the Emperor from Final Fantasy II, I, I call his pony Devil because the Emperor goes to hell and becomes the ruler of hell and you know, stuff like that. And so Angel for Sephiroth and Witch for uh, Ultimicia and uh, Ruin for Kefka. And Ruin is the one I'm talking about here. Uh, I created a antagonist in my story that is practically one-to-one -one based on Kefka from Final Fantasy VI, only with a little bit more control over himself. So he's got the same... He's got the same, you know, you don't know what to expect from him. He's absurdly dangerous, but he's also, he also comes across as being off his rocker. And uh, every time he shows up, he's sort of like the, he's the stranger danger of the villain cast. Like every time he's around, you got to get away because there's nothing you can do against him. Right. And so he sort of he sort of he instills the sense of dread whenever he's around. And I love I love using him. I love writing dialogue from him. I was a huge fan of Final Fantasy VI when I was a kid. So being able to write a character based on Kafka, who who scared the shit out of me when I was what I was like what, six when I had that game. Yeah, it was it's it's been great using him. Well, awesome. I remember hate like hate fucking my PSP when I was uh, playing. Final Fantasy Dissidia, and he was a way too hard of Final Fantasy. So. And now that visual's in my head, thanks. So, <laughs> oh, your CD case is so tight. Oh my god. What? You next have these nuts! <laughs> please, next question, please! What is your favorite canon character, and not the main six? Uh, I mean, I'm happy to go with Fleetwood there. Uh, there. Who's, your, who's your favorite main six, then? Favorite main six would be Rainbow Dash. Is it because she is also blue? Uh, no, I just uh, I have a thing for athletic chicks. Okay, you like you like them powerful walnut kraken thighs. Oh yes, watermelon kraken. It should be no coincidence that my second favorite is applejack. Well, there you go. Yeah, powerful thighs actually calms fetish. There you go. Now you know. Next, we have questions from Nalia. Niala, fuck. No, it's Nyla, I think actually technically, but I'm Nyla. sure I'm sure they will correct us. Yeah, I'm sure. Number one, do you like head pats? Always. Do you actually like to get head pats? Uh, wouldn't be against. Hmm. Yeah, I, I could go for some head pats right now. Actually, they sound pretty nice. Ask your niece, Enigma. I'm sure she'd do it way too hard. It'd basically hey, can, be her slapping you in the face. Can you come and give me a head pat? Stop looking at Cora and give me a head pat. Give me a head pat. <laughs> there you go. 
Our guest gave you head pets. <laughs> oh, that's the most validation pet he's gotten this month. All right, number two. Do you like tacos? Of course. If you didn't, you'd be a heretic. Or a burrito. I'm moving on. Number three. Please. What do you think of my OC? Is she cute? I think she's very cute. Is it because she's blue and has, you know, a light-colored mane? I'm going to go with yes. And number four, what made PTH so awesome? Pearson, that's, that's Pearson the Heavens. That's the name of my story. It is not oh. a reference to Gurren Logan. It was sort of by accident. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, I, I, yes, and I have a character from it because of that. But uh, what made it so awesome? Obviously, Rainbow. If I'm going to answer that question seriously, though, what has made it great is the fact that I keep wanting to try so hard for all the people that keep reading it, because, for God's sake, how long have I been doing this now? Pretty fucking long. Yeah, the story is five years old. I I passed two million words recently in it. Yeah, I keep doing it, because it's fun, and I keep wanting... Like, there's so many people that like it. Why would I stop? Yeah, you know, it's... Yeah, people don't stop when stories are five years old or anything like. Moving on. Harlan Books has questions. Number one, aside from Soren Dash, what is your favorite ship? A very old one. It would have to be uh, Flutter Mac. Oh. That's a classic. It is a classic and a mainstay for me for a really long time. Number two. Do you have any plans on what to do next after you finished Piercing the Heavens? I do, actually. And uh, if we're talking about um, stuff just writing-related, I mean, I do I do at some point want to write my own fantasy novel. That is something I wanted to do for a very long time. And I think I'm actually going to end up using a lot of the personalities that I created in this story and putting them into humans instead of ponies and creating something fantastical with that. Something that I've always floated in my head that I thought would be a fun thing to work with, because you always got to think about not so much what the story is about. you got to first think about what can make a story, in, like what theme can make a story interesting. And something that I always thought would be fun to do was to have a medieval setting, a medieval uh, fantasy-type setting, with, you know, castles, knights, and everything, but all of the slang, all of the culture and everything is modern. Hmm. So we have, we have, like, knights yelling memes at each other as they're crossing swords or something, and, you know, stuff like that. I, I can see that. Uh, it almost... In some ways, it seems like a modernist revival of like Gene Wilder. Yeah, sort of. It just sort of like putting a putting a modern casual atmosphere into a medieval fantasy setting is something that I've always thought would be really fun to do. And of course, I would. I would also. That's more just from the humorous side oh. of things. I would try to make it try to make it big, like uh, with you know, this, this every story has to have what round characters, characters that grow, themes, and things that, that teach lessons and whatnot. But in terms of just setting the stage, because if I had to say what was my favorite thing to do in my stories that I've written so far, it is definitely the the 
character interaction and building the characters, having fun interactions between them and everything. And and so I you gotta you need to establish characters that people want to keep reading about before anything else. And one of the best ways to do that is just to have them have fun with each other. And so there's that. Uh, there's that's something I've always wanted to do. But if we're talking from the uh, pony side of things, uh, I there is no way in hell I could simply let these characters go after I finish this. So one thing that I've been considering doing is uh, creating a, a a brand new story that's not necessarily uh, intended to have a beginning or end but fill it full of uh, short stories that have to do with certain characters that I've used. I have a huge cast of characters. I have like 50 at least. And, uh, you know, I, I've taken so much time to flesh them all out to the point where I have readers who, who all have their favorites. They all love when certain characters are doing things in the story. And, so I would love to explore those characters a little more and give them their own little things to do, but I wouldn't necessarily have it take place after this big story because obviously some people who might want to read this stuff are going to look and be like, oh shit, I got to read a two million word story before I get to this thing. So I'd have it, I'd, I'd most likely have it take place either before or during certain parts of the current story I'm writing because I have the story is separated into four different arcs that all take place at certain times when certain characters are certain ways. Because the characters change a lot throughout the stories. And and I have I have one particular part where it's basically just the Wonderbolts training the new recruits and it's the life in the compound and getting to know all of them and everything. And that was probably my favorite part of the story so far where I got to do that for a long time. And there was so much untapped potential in that particular area in terms of funny scenarios and things I could have done just to spice it up a little bit because I had to keep the story moving along. And uh, I would love to go back and add things into that and or just have other little small stories here and there about other characters that are typically just major or minor, not necessarily always in the spotlight with the protagonists. And yeah, just to flesh them out some more. It'd be fun. That makes a lot of sense. You know what time it is, though? Oh, okay. said add time. It is ad time. We're at our midway point, Priest. Yes. So we're going to do the very well-rehearsed advertising. Oh, God. Okay. So, hey, Pencil. Hey, what? A man walks into uh, a uh, talent searcher and says, tell you what, I got the best new act. Okay, what is it? Well, it starts with a man getting on stage and talking about his Patreon. Okay. Then five people beat the shit out of him. That sounds great. Let's this go. This sounds oddly familiar. Yes, that is the bar cast. And what we do every single week is we invite people onto the cast and, and ask them, you know, weird and demeaning questions and usually beat up Enigma. But we do this mostly probably, out of the kindness of our heart. And we like to drink at the same time. And we like to spread that love and kindness all the way to the Red Wings Horse Sanctuary in California. Not the bank. That's that's not the turn of phrase. And anyway. Last year we had the chance, thanks to all of your wonderful, wonderful donations, 
clicking on ads, uh, uh, donating. Yes, yes, Patreon. yes. We know. Yeah, we know. But I'll explain how to donate in a bit. Say the thing. You helped us donate seven hundred dollars, so please do it and please give us stuff. Yay! How do they give us stuff? They give us stuff by donating to Patreon and doing the bits at the bottom of Twitch. Yes, on the lower right-hand side of your screen, you see a little diamond. You click the diamond, and you watch an ad to get free bits. After you click Get Bits, take those bits and donate them to us. We will get them as real money. At the end of the cast, we will read who has the most bits. Right now, it's Hat Vandamoose with 100 bits. Oh, um, Feel shit. free to do that. You can get them for free. That way, you don't have to actually spend money. So we appreciate that. And you can also donate on Patreon and blah, 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 blah. Yes. Please, please help the horses. Yes. It also makes us seem legitimate. Speaking of legitimate, we have legitimate questions for you. Yay! Go ahead. Number three. What do you think about the way MLP developed after all the, all seasons, especially how Dash became a Wonderbolt? Uh, I think I think everything went just fine. Uh, I know a lot of people were sort of uh, here and there as things went on. People started getting lots of expectations about the show as it went on. I'll be honest. Uh, uh, I especially um, I was especially uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? I thought it was funny the way that a lot of people went nuts over the final episode because I was like, what? Is, it's like you guys understand this is a cartoon. Uh, what were you expecting? The end of War and Peace or something? It's just like, come on. <laughs> uh, but it just, uh, I, I enjoyed watching it change. There were things I liked. There were things I didn't like. I didn't like how they depicted the Wonderbolts at first, but that changed a little bit. Uh, I, I didn't I did like how Dash became a Wonderbolt, but I, I will admit I had a funny moment uh, during that whole process when, when Spitfire comes in and says, Dash... You're going to be a Wonderbolt now. Why? Because Firestreak retired. And again, I screamed into a pillow because in my stories, uh, Silver Lining is the old one. So it's just like, no, no, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> so yeah, it, uh, it, 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 yeah but no, I've, 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 uh, I've enjoyed watching it change. I've never really had any problems with it. And uh, it was a fun ride from start to finish. I completely agree. Definitely a fun ride. Uh, number four, how has your perception of the fandom changed since the beginning? Nobody can know my secret at the beginning, and at the end it was, uh, hey, uh, there's some people going to a con. You should have seen me when I walked into my first convention. I took two steps into the hotel, and I was like, what am I doing with my life? That's, that's what I do every time I go to a convention. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's pretty fair. The difference walking is, I'm like, what's up? <laughs> that if you don't get trounced by people, like, oh, hey, I know who you are. Uh, I, I do, I do get some people that recognize me, but uh, uh, some of them are very shy. Uh, some of them are not very shy, and there are times when I get people who claim that. They know me that I do not know, <laughs> and they keep following me around a little creepily, but that's oh, how that... yeah, that's... I think some of the people in the chat might know if they've been to cons with me, but there was this one guy a couple of times who kept, he kept claiming that I got drunk with him, and then we spent the night together, and I was like, dude, I do not know you, go away. Yikes. Yeah. <laughs> so... yeah we never had anything quite that extreme. But uh, but the the fandom. I mean, I 
I was very hesitant. I was very, I did not know what I was doing or why I was doing it for the longest time for, for quite a while. Actually, I don't think I even, I didn't even show my face on fin fiction for like five years for God's sake. Um, but eventually it just, it turned into such a comfortable thing for me. And I, I don't, I don't talk about this stuff anywhere with anybody that knows me, you know, from my other walks of life, I'll put it that way. And this is sort of just like something I do on my private time. And the fact that there are so many people that I can still interact with when I'm doing things outside of where everyone else can see me from the real world, it's, it's, it's great because I don't feel like I'm so locked in anymore. I mean, that's net positive, though. My opinion. Uh, number five. What do you consider to be best princess? I, I could be a troll and say Big Mac here, but uh, I'm gonna go. With, I'm gonna go with uh, Celestia. All right. It's hard because I really like Luna too, but but I like Celestia. We're gonna add some questions from Seton. Number one. What is your favorite meal, snack, or food stuff that's really unhealthy but it's just so good? I have one weakness, and I uh, I tend to have a very very healthy diet. But the one thing that I can never deny is carrot cake. Hey man, that cream cheese, it's important. It's delicious. It Dang. is so delicious. I, I heard you sit there crying my crying to myself to sleep every time I eat it. All right. Number, or, Jesus Christ, yes. Number two, what is the biggest or weirdest fear that you have? Biggest or weirdest fear? I'll think about that one for a second. Hello? Weirdest thing. Uh, weirdest thing. Uh, sorry. Uh, uh, biggest or weirdest fear? I am, I'm not very good in front of large crowds, let's put it that way. So if I have to get up and speak to a huge group of people, oh, that gets to me. All right. Now then, uh, number three, why is bag milk the best milk? Because it's from Canada, eh? Oh, fucking, you're, are you, are you okay with bag milk? Well, if it tastes like milk... We gotta talk about that. <laughs> we we gotta talk about that. Do you want your freshly squeezed cow juice in a carton or plastic? Isn't a, isn't a... Doesn't most milk come in plastic containers? This one's just a little floppy. What? <laughs> I mean... I, I am a fan of floppy things, but one, not the fun kind, and two, not the bag milk. Number uh, four, what is your one annoying habit? Something you do that annoys other people or something that other people do that just drives you insane? Can we add something that I do that annoys me? Oh, yeah. I can't seem to stop butting my nails when I'm bored. They're just so delicious. 
I don't know why I do it, and it usually doesn't end well and hurts, but I do it. All right, number five. What's the theme song for your sex life? One moment. He better, he better play the next few seconds. Quick, we gotta do filler until he finds it. What did everyone here have for breakfast? That way. Oh. The cantina theme. Play that on repeat for nine hours. Oh, yeah. The cantina band, their music saved my life. Next question. Do you watch anime by chance? Uh, I do not on a regular basis at least at least. If you if uh if I had to choose well obviously I watched a lot of Dragon Ball, but I wouldn't call Dragon Ball my favorite. I just love Dragon Ball because I grew up watching it. Um I was a very big fan of Rurouni Kenshin. I used to love that. And I was also a very, I mean, even though, even though I, I swear, I swear the title of my story had nothing to do with Gurren Lagann when I came up with it. I was just continuing the sky theme that I was doing with all my titles, but I do love Gurren Lagann. I think it's great. Don't believe in me. Believe in the you who, be, wait. That's diff- believe God fucking damn it. believes in you. God damn it. I also just think Kamina is one of the most hysterical characters I've ever seen in my life, so it's 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 great. Fair enough. Uh, do you generally? Oh, hmm. Uh, 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 uh. Moving on. Number seven. Just how big is your porn stash? How big is your imagination? Oh, let's go with that. I can show you the world. <laughs> God damn it. Number eight. Who is your waifu or husbando, and why are they shit? Why is Fleetfoot shit? <sighs> Fleetfoot is shit because you're not between her legs right now. Yes. <laughs> there you go. I would have took the words shit. right out of my mouth. If you know what I mean. I'm sure you'd rather put something into hers. Anyway! Hey. Hey. <laughs> Moose Tasm's up next. Ooh, calm wind. We met. I probably made a bad impression, so now I'll ask you things. Did you see my response to that below? Oh, no, I did not. Because I'm dumb. You stopped that. Aww. <laughs> that was so cute. Oh, you're so cute. Let's see. Number one, would you consider Equestria a vacation spot or permanent residence? That is a very good question because uh, I would probably say a vacation spot because there are a lot of places that I've been to that I love to go to, but if I had to live there permanently, I'd probably lose my mind. And I think that would be what would happen there, too. Yikes. Number two, cheeky timeline shenanigans. 
You now get the opportunity to replace one piece of historical artwork, including painting, statues, literature, videos, with a piece of your own artwork. Your art gets the same exposure as the replaced work, including public showings, readings, school assignments, etc. What do you replace with what, and how has history changed as a result? That is an interesting question. So you get to replace any historic piece of literature with Pierce the Heavens, or whatever else you choose. I, I would replace Michelangelo's David with a statue of Rick Astley, and because of Rick Astley's statue, the Greek Empire never... So wait a second, this is with your own artwork or creation, so unless you I, 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 I made it myself, I made it myself! You made a statue of Rick Astley. <laughs> Just the shittiest shit statue of Rick Astley, and it prevents the fall of Rome! Fucking no Greece! Oh my god! Uh, no, no, it would be in Rome, so there you go. <laughs> More like the shitty Roman Empire! That's hey. not even- the timelines don't match up for that to make any sense, by the way! Cause Michael- I'm not gonna get into this. I'm sorry, never mind. What's the next question? I, let's, let's have a renaissance and move on to the next question. Number three. If you were very model of a modern major general, would you have information primarily animal, vegetable, or mineral? D fruits. D. Yay, fruits! And actually, you know what? You you you'd probably have a specialty in. It. You you would have a specialty in in pro 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 pain. Yes, we drink. <laughs> Skipping on, making our way downtown. The mystery muffin is up next. How did you come up with your username, Calmwind? Well, uh, didn't really put that much thought into it. It just was what sounded cool in my head when I was making my account. I see, and now you're stuck with it. Yep, yeah, it's kind of what I use for everything now. Let's see, uh... Muffin oh, also by the, by the way, Muffin, thank you. I'm glad you like my OC. No. Very handsome. Handsome. More like hoofsome, because hands are... I'll stop. No, I get those comments. Oh, man. There's some people that think handsome shouldn't be a word in Equestria, but whatever. Oh, fuck's sake! Let's not even... I, if you come to me, and I use the word fuck in my story, and you correct me, like, actually, it should be buck, you can go fuck yourself. That's all. Wouldn't it be fuck yourself? Fuck you! And fuck the horse you fucking run in on! You bitch ass! I hope you die in a fire in your own home, but I'll save your dog because he's a good boy. Why did you bring Caden to this? I like this place. It's exciting. Hey, is up next. You came riding in on Cadence? I got the horses in the back. I'm done. Number one. What's it like to write? Do you have any tips, tricks, or things you wish you knew when you started? Well, um, you just kind of have to go with it, to be honest. You know, 
One second, sorry. Oh. Are you dying? He's dying. Everyone is dying. Press up that. I was holding. I was holding the key down on the Discord chat, and it was typing endless V's. Press V in chat. I need the V. So, what's it like to write? Um, any tips or tricks that you wish you started? Uh, the biggest tip I can give is. Uh, don't worry so much about what other people are going to think about it. Just do it. Don't worry so much about uh, if you're doing something original. Just do it. Just just go. Because so Shia LaBeouf, basically. Yeah, you're never you're every everything has been done. People, you're always going to get people that like it and don't like it. You just need to do it first. And I I was you know I was nervous when I first wrote. I only had. On the very first thing I ever wrote that uh, was on fanfiction.net, I only had one person comment, but they commented on every single chapter, and they told me Aww. it was the greatest thing they had ever read, even though it was terrible. And I appreciated that. Then, on the very last chapter, one guy t uh, tuned in and said, this is awful, and I was crushed. But, I mean, this is just how awful. it is. You know, you're not going to please everyone. Uh, you're always going to get some people who don't agree with what you wrote. I mean, hell, I... What, I, I have a Soren and Rainbow Dash relationship going on in my giant story. There are people that pass up everything that I have worked very hard for for that one thing alone. I don't care. That's their preference. They can do whatever the hell they want. But it's just you just can't worry about those kind of things. And uh, what's it like to write? Well, you just got to uh, – you're telling a story. What do you want people to hear? What, what do you want people to be excited to, to see when you put pen to paper? And uh, just go for it. There, there's really nothing holding you back at the start except for yourself. Because in the end, you got to do it for yourself and, and more than you do for the reaction of other people. Yeah. In the end, it doesn't matter. Do it. Also, just sit down at a desk and open a vein. It works great for me. Go on. Well, oh, the, the, okay. Uh, next question, number two. If you were given 33 drinks of your choice every week, would you give 90 a place to stay at or near your home? 33 drinks on our Where the hell did this question turn? <laughs> well, I was like, one subject, then suddenly, suddenly 90, a place to stay at my home. Well, you gotta choose. Sure, why not? He's giving me a platform to bug people with. Hey! Yay! Number three. Are you aware of it? <laughs> I looked at all these pictures already. Do I have, can, can I post my like sexy picture that I love of her so much? It's time for sexy thing phone. I've heard. I love it yeah. so hard. Look at those bedroom eyes. If so you counter, you'll see it. Isn't it isn't it beautiful, Conwind? Isn't it isn't it beautiful? Sexy. Turn me on right now. Would there you, you would you fuck that horse? Yes. Yes. Let's go with yeah. Would would you hug it? Would you kiss it goodnight? Tell it everything little thing is gonna be alright. I would fuck it and then tell it everything's gonna be alright. And that then... is some sweet, toothy, fleshy love. Speaking of toothy fleshy love. If you had to pick a holiday that would last one week long, from the prep up to it, the sales and stores, what have you, which holiday would it be? Why does this have to do with teeth and flesh, Priest? You 
Don't judge my Valentine's Day ritual. <laughs> it would be Christmas because if it took a week to get started, I would get an extra week off work at the end of the year. All right. Now that I'm really honest here. I'm sorry? Being brutally honest here. Yeah, no, fair. Uh, the next question is, or set of questions, is from the King of Cantalot. Don't ask me what that voice was. Um, I, I, I don't know either, man. Number one, can you confirm that Fleetfoot is, in fact, your pony waifu? I think we've aggressively... Yeah. Like, yeah, I just, I just confirmed it right now. I also Yay. just... It, it sounded like you said Fleetfuck, and I kind of love that, and we move on now. If you can, if you can show that picture, I just put in the Discord. <gasps> Milk, show the people at home. She looks like she's look. This like small fleetful looks like she's saying must accelerate quickly. Is that is that right beside it? Your OC? Yes, it is. No. Oh, even I don't have like an uh, a plush of my OC. Or even Lila, for that matter. I need to fix that. Anyway. Next question. Why Fleafoot specifically? Okay, we kind of covered that. Yeah, I got to cover that one before. Uh, I, I wrote her a certain way before she was given any sort of personality in the show, and I just sort of accidentally turned her into the kind of girl I like. So that's just sort of how that went. All right. Next question, then. If... You're into creative writing and such. Why aren't you pursuing it as your career choice? Why did you instead decide to pursue boring financial stuff instead? Wow. Wow. Well, I mean, he's not wrong. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, I, I did try to, uh, to pursue writing as a career choice at first. The thing is, uh, being, a, being a, an author or a creative content writer sort of thing is honestly not very well paying and hard to find a good job for and not only that but it's not it's not likely that you're going to turn into say the next uh tolkien or uh or george r, r. martin all these these people that make make so much money off their work because you know they they've they've gained the recognition um that is that's about as likely as you become a hollywood actor to be honest it's it's not always the best career choice but uh, I figured that out the hard way when I was uh, I was I was a blog writer as my first job, and I uh, my my job was to create sales pitches for these um, well these startup companies, and I thought okay I I looked into what these companies were going to be, and I decided to write something a little fun for each one of them, put my own little personal touches on it. But then I got every single one of them sent back to me with all the personal touches completely stricken and edited out, and I was miserable. Because I, I couldn't make anything my own, and that was that was the job that got me to start writing this stuff too. But uh, but I, uh, I I eventually came to the conclusion that look like I love to write, but this is clearly going to be a rough going for me because I I don't really know what to do with it in terms of a profession. So I decided to set it aside and have it be a hobby that I can use to entertain people with on my free time, which is what I use now. And the, the reason I went for the financial stuff is because uh, I, have, I have family that works in finance. And so I had sort of a, a gateway to figure out where I could start, where I could go and get a good job from there. And now I, I do have a pretty good job right now. It helps, uh, 
Uh, pay the bills and save money. And uh, I don't think it's the most interesting job. I mean, there are interesting things about it. I do do a lot of cool research and whatnot, but uh, I, I definitely wouldn't be the first thing on my list to do when I wake up in the morning. I don't wake up in the morning and say to myself, boy, I really want to look at numbers all day. And just, uh, no, it's, it's not, you can't always connect your, your hobbies with your profession. People that can are lucky. I'll be honest. If, if you can, if you can make a great living off of something that you love to do, that's considered your hobby, then more power to you. You have found something great, but it, it doesn't always work out that way. It hasn't worked out that way for me, but I found something that I can do that you know, I, I can do professionally while I am also you know, doing this stuff on the side, stuff that I like to do. Yeah. It's extremely tough. It is extremely. And Pencil's talked about before how the, the the life of a writer is it's tough, it's not glamorous, but it, I, I'm not going to put words in your mouth, Pencil. It's it's tough. Oh uh, yeah, um, I'll have to say really quick. Uh, being a writer is is not glamorous. It's not pretty. You're basically a whore to whoever will pay you. Um, it it's not noble. It's it is it is poverty and it is difficulty and it is struggle and you have to love it and be able to love it even when you hate it. So it's it's not it's not a simple thing, guys. The life of a writer is very hard. Good luck. Yeah, well, that's that's pretty much exactly why I went the direction I did. I I did not want to grow to hate writing because I absolutely adore writing, and mm. I only really liked it when I was giving myself my own direction. And when I got one chance, basically, to do it as somebody else's direction, and I I wanted to, to smash my head through my desk. Every Yeah. Yeah. Uh, next question, number four. What would you do if you woke up tomorrow as your pony OC? Same thing I do every morning. I go to the gym. What do you take hey. at the gym? Protein! Hey. Number There was a number there. Uh, Priest. We lost him as he was saying it. I know. I will, I will help. Where were you when Priest was killed? Uh, all right, so number five. What conventions do you plan to attend this year? Uh, now that BronyCon is over, the only convention that I really have right next to me, well, the only one I'm really going to is uh, Ciderfest from here on out. I don't really have many plans to attend other ones, at least right now. If another one starts to gain lots of traction, the same way that BronyCon did, uh, maybe I'll like TrotCon. Where is that one? in Ohio. I could probably do that one. You should. Uh, it's the big one. It's 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 like sold it out its hotel and the hotel next to it. It got really big really fast because it became a meme. Anyways, on a truck on. Yeah. Oh, uh, uh, what what time of year does that one happen? Actually, I've never heard of that. Oh uh, no! Fucking June seventeenth and nineteenth, I believe is the day. It's July. 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 I might look into that because the problem that I, <laughs> the problem I had for uh, the past two years was uh, you know uh, BronyCon in Baltimore happened exactly one week before a convention down in Florida that I often attend, where an artist that works with me on my story is uh, uh, sells her artwork, and I always like to go down there to hang with her and her friends, but it was basically two weekends straight of flying once to Baltimore, once to Florida, and that was really starting to be a pain in the ass, so. July, I could definitely do. I'll have to look into that one. Absolutely. So next we got is 
If you could punch one of one pony in the face from any of your stories, who would it be and why? I have an OC in my story named Squall, who is 100% based on the Squall from Final Fantasy VIII, down to the fact that he deserves to be punched in the face for the way he behaves. Fuck, I want to punch him in the face. Yeah, and uh, but he gets he gets plenty of that from another character who calls him out for his crap all the time, while also being the only one that seems to be able to put up with him. And uh, but I would like to add to that. There you go. Uh, who is your favorite character that you like to write for? Hmm. I silver wonder. lining, silver lining, easily not, silver lining. Not Fleetfoot. Nope, not Fleetfoot in this All case. Right. Silver lining it is. Silver uh, lining I... is, um, he is the old veteran Wonderbolt among my Wonderbolt cast. And uh, uh, he was, his initial entry is 100% inspired by uh, Lee Ermey from Full Metal. Oh, uh, our Lee Ermey. Yeah. He is, he is from uh, a lot of things, and I like him. And uh, Silver Lining has been by far my favorite to write because I am a sucker, an absolute sucker for the kind of storylines that involve a mentor and apprentice. Mm -hmm. And basically, Silver Lining, even though he's really, he's basically really hard on all, he's in charge of all the cadets and all of the, the recruits and and he puts them basically through hell to make sure that they're uh, uh, all trained up properly. And uh, but he ends up personally taking Rainbow Dash under his wing when he sees the potential that she has. And uh, a whole bunch of, basically turns into this whole sort of uh, uh, father-child kind of relationship between the two of them. And Silver is, Silver is way older than the general retirement age of the Wonderbolt. So he's basically hanging in there. And Dash slowly gets to learn everything about how hard it's been for him to keep going because he's put so much strain on himself. And, and uh, he's basically passing on all of the lessons that he learned from his own mentor down to her when he, as he's on his last legs as a Wonderbolt, more or less. And I've had such a good time writing for the two of them. But not only that, just the, silver, the way that Silver uh, basically owns all of them Whenever they try, like if any Wonderbolt tries to play a prank on them, he hits them back twice as hard, and uh, they'll get in their faces all the time for doing dumb things. And uh, uh, if they ever if they ever try to, to catch him in a gag, uh, he'll he'll make them regret it. Uh, that kind of stuff. It's, he's been so much fun to write for. And I actually have a uh, I have a coworker uh, who uh, is a former drill sergeant Aww. in my office, and I. So I, I have a whole list of things that I've written, I've kept track of that I just hear him say on any given day because he'll say some of the most outrageous stuff over the phone to people that he's angry with and the kind of stuff that like it's completely politically incorrect. Like you couldn't say this stuff in public anywhere else these days, kind of stuff like that. And, and but it makes for it makes for a good list of things that I can use for like an, an old ornery character that's always getting back to the youngins and everything and. Uh, it's, it's... Oh, on. I love this guy. He said, I have questions for Calm. Tell him who's asking. He'll understand. <laughs> and now I will hand this over to Priest. Priest? 
What is the sound of one butt cheek clapping? There we go. Are you slapping your ass for us? Maybe. Oh god, priest, please ask all the questions in that voice. That was amazing. Why didn't you look at the pit bull during? Why didn't you look at the pit bull during? Were you fucking a pit bull? Oh! Oh, that's what he means! Uh, 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 uh. The TV was on. Why am I allowed to ask anything? Because I wouldn't have it any other way, you glorious bastard. Why am I so huggable? Because of the flamingos. He understands. Where is Carmen? We know about your hobbies and no one's heard from her for ages. Tell us about the numbers, Mason. She's in San Diego, obviously. Oh. Oh, gosh. I just fucking got it. I'm so mad now. <laughs> you just got the Call of Duty reference. No! I'm so upset. Enigma. <laughs> Enigma. So you, got the, you guys got the Carmen Sandiego reference, but not the Call of Duty one. Enigma. Pencil. Stop living. I made... I made the Call of Duty reference. Of course I got it. <laughs> okay. Number six, why does my beard tickle when we kiss? Oh, no, it's just, it's just does, not why. Oh. Yeah. Only underneath. His underneath beard? Yes. The, the beard underneath his beard that the fist is hiding under. Oh, oh shit! How do you get a fist underneath your beard, Kong? By drinking protein. Yes, you got it! We did! Thank you! <laughs> and to answer the barcast question, you only have yourselves to blame. Well, that's I'm not my question. I'm excited for it. Mike, Mike. Oh. Alante. Oh, sorry. At. At Alante Dash. Oh, you did it. Sorry if my English is not perfect. Number one, what is the most emotional scene which reached you personally and which was hard to write for you? Why? It's hard to answer that question without spoiling the story, but anybody here that is listening that is a reader of mine, I will just say chapter 100. All right. Can't really go into detail because uh, that particular part of the story, I I, I kind of uh, have a hard time feeling good about what I've written since because I've never had something work so perfectly, lead up so perfectly, all end so perfectly, and then have every single reader react exactly how I want them to all at the same time. It's sort of like once-in-a-lifetime achievement as a, as a writer sort of thing. And... Uh, mm -hmm. It just all worked so well. Everything came together the way I wanted it to, and it had exactly the effect I wanted it to. Well said. Uh, number two, after Pierce the Heavens, do you think you'll make a mini bonus fanfic about the children of Rainbow and Soren? I dream of you writing on these characters that are in the art that they provided. And then they provided some nice art that was spoilered for some reason? 
Oh no, he's dead. We go back to that noise. Um, let's give our guest a moment to get back. I will at them just in case. Uh, in the meantime, you know, it's not quite the end of the podcast. So if you want to donate your bits to us, you still can. You still have a little time. Um, right now, our head donor is Geodesic Dragon, which I good to see you. I haven't seen you like around before. So thank you for the wonderful donation. Really appreciate it. And uh, then we have Hat Vandemus with 100 and Alex underscore with 100. Hello. Hello, are you there? Oh, yeah, you're back. I did it at perfect timing. Yay. Uh, it was weird. Like, went nuts on me there. Uh, Same probably, thing happened to me. Yeah, probably didn't get half what I said. Um, I, I haven't, uh, uh, I, I would love to do something about these two, but I can't necessarily say whether or not I will because I, I can't, re- obviously, I can't reveal what happens throughout the story yet because uh, it's not done. <laughs> Um, uh, but I, I would love to write a story about Soren and Rainbow Dash being, uh, parents because they are my favorite ship. All right. Fuck, I got lost. Uh, there we go. Number three. You were inspired by another duo to make this relationship student mentor like Silver and... I think the I question think is, yeah. Well, were you inspired by another duo to make this relationship of student and mentor between Silver and Dash the way it was? Yeah, um, I, I can't say that there was any specific uh, duo that made me uh, inspired me for this. I, I just like I said earlier, I am a, uh, I am very, very fond of the student and mentor type relationships between characters and stories and how. How the men, uh, you know, think of um, uh, this is a perfect example to bring it up again. Uh, Gurren Logan, how how in the very first season, Simon is basically he's this wide-eyed kid that can't really do anything, but uh, Kamina just continuously you know pushes him in the right direction, and then the only way that Simon ends up growing is by having Kamina removed from the picture. Eventually, he can't rely on him anymore, and he becomes stronger because of it. But the, the thing between Silver and Dash is just like, uh, Dash is a wide-eyed recruit. Silver is this old veteran who sees potential in her. And because of that, the two of them end up becoming the, the, uh, the, the student and the mentor. And I really wanted to have this relationship going where she learned everything about him, about his past, how long his career has been, all the ups and downs of it, his mistakes, how he learned from his mistakes, and everything that he could teach her. And there have been times in the story that this is a this is giving me chances to have times in the story where he has not been there for her and she can't rely on him. But the lessons that that he taught her have what gotten her through those situations. And it's a great buildup for character growth, and I love using it. Cool. Uh, number four. Let's see. The next one is: Are you going to go in some conventions after the end of the series? Which ones? Uh, yeah, Cyber Fest, like I mentioned, and I'm gonna, I'm definitely gonna take a look at TrotCon because uh, it, uh, uh, it would kind of suck to suddenly only have one con to go to every year. So I'll look into that one. Anyway, anyway come to TrotCon. TrotCon, yes. Fuck, I got there first. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Number five, if you had the opportunity to to make physical copies of the three books for Sword and Dash with help of the fans, would you do it? I, I would if there was definitely enough interest to do so. The, the problem, uh, 
I, I have thought about this a lot, but the thing that I would have to do uh, before that was I would most definitely have to go through the the first two uh, stories in the series that are shorter, and I would have to do a massive overhaul of them because, as I mentioned, the first uh, first one was I had no direction. I didn't plan on anything. It started off as some sort of fluffy love story, and then it turned into Dragon Ball Z at the end of it. Uh, I mean, it would have to still be that way, but I could definitely make it make a little more sense. I just didn't really try at the time. And then the second one, the second one, like I said, was uh, it was for a contest. I didn't have that much time to do it, and I ended up rushing through it to the point where I was copying shit out of mangas and fight scenes and and both of them are very unrefined, very old, and I would definitely need to, to take some time to go through them and uh, fix them all up. Uh, if I ever had the time to do that, though, I, I probably would. And if people really wanted to have physical copies of it, that would be awesome. Uh, I would probably have to split uh, the last one up into four different books, though. Fair enough. Yeah. Number six. Number six. I've always been curious about somebody's making you some custom art. We'll show you those at the end. We're running low on time. So let's, let's do these questions. Right. Number six. I have always been curious about how, how you imagine your universe fanfic Soren dash, if they be humans, not an equestrian girl, obviously, but if they were just actual people. Well, it's funny that that's a funny way, uh, funny question to ask because I, uh, I personally will admit that I often break pony anatomy to the point where I'm running them like they have arms, legs, and hands. <laughs> Just the way I, I describe their movements and the way they're doing things. And uh, so I don't think it would really, it would be cool. Uh, I don't think it would really change all that much. It would just be easier to describe what they're doing instead of having to, oh, by the way, they're back on all four again. And, uh, <laughs> uh <laughs> But uh, yeah, I mean, it would be, uh, it'd be pretty cool, I think, uh, to do it just a, I'd probably do the same thing, just give, make them human and give them wings. Well said. Now it's time for questions with Violon. Anyway. <clears throat> Thank you. It's time for questions with Violon. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> How are you today? Good. Fucking hey. Awesome. Okay. I'm glad we had this talk. Sunny Daz is up next. Number one, will we ever have a somewhat clear explanation of who, what, where Twister is from? We will eventually. He's fair, part fair. of the mystery of the overarching story. Next question is, I kind of remembered that you wouldn't want someone to begin translating your work until it's finished, but I would love to try my hooves at it in French, my native language. I know it'll take an awful lot of time, but it's something I would love to do. So you can set that. Sure. If you, want, if you really want to do all the words, go ahead. I'm just more worried about how long it is. Oh, oui, mon ami. Is no. what Timmy? No, please. Okay. Priest, no. Priest, no. Ever, never, and never again. What are your ships? Not the ones you write, but the ones you enjoy. Anything other than kind of Soren Dash or Fluttermac? Oh yeah, the obvious ones are Soren Dash and Fluttermac. Uh, but I do write those. So let's see. Um, 
I uh, uh, I actually am a fan of Rarity and Fancy Pants, which is funny because the stories that I use both of them in, they are not shipped together. In fact, Fancy is married in that one. Um, I am a fan of, uh, well, I, I guess this one doesn't really count because I do, this one's technically part of my story too, but I'm, I'm a big fan of Discord and Celestia. Oh. Let's see. Um, those, are, those are mainly the ones that I focus on. Um, yeah, let's go with those. All right. Now then, uh, next question is, do you have the big gay? The biggest. Oh, oh. Oh. In that case, are you seeing anyone at the moment? <laughs> it's literally the... Oh, okay. Oh, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. The next question is for you. Do you like protein? Protein! protein! Those proteins! <laughs> Enjoy the proteins! Protein! That means you take four drinks. Yep. I'm ready. Here we go. Thunderbolt is up next, who I've never seen before. Hello, Oh, oh boy. boy. I know Welcome, this. Thunderbolt. Welcome. Nice little hand-drawn pony picture there. Number one. What's your favorite character and mission from Cod of Duty? I'm not surprised he asked this question at all. Uh, I'm not the biggest fan of Call of Duty, but I did like Captain Price, I'll admit that. And um, I, I, I am going to say, uh, even though my opinion of the series is completely different now, the first time I played Call of Duty 4 and that very first mission on the boat where it's, it's sinking and everything was kind of friggin' awesome. Mm -hmm. Remember, no Russian. Number two, the numbers calm. What do they mean? Oh my god! Thunder, thunder! I want you to look up E six two one. Hey, don't Google that. E six two one. Number three, what is step one? Put your dick in the box. Step two. Ever open the box. <laughs> Give it a quarter turn after you put it in the box. Hey. Number four, who looks like hammered shit? I'm going to say Thunderbolt does. Number two, are you <laughs> a god? Sure, why not? I if like someone, it. No, if someone asks you, are you a god? You answer, yes! <laughs> Geodesic Dragon is up next. We know Geo pretty well. Number one. Have you ever been to Scotland? What are you doing, priest? Oh my god, keep doing but what the fuck are you doing? If yes! <laughs> what did you like about it? What is this? I am not the niggas on the fight! Oh, fuck's sake. Oh. <laughs> I'm sure Flam is over there just like holding his head in his hands, screaming uncontrollably, too. <laughs> no, I'm looking for something. Is it a knife to kill yourself with after hearing Priest's Scottish accent attempt? Assuming that's a yes. 
We'll take that. Maybe. <laughs> or, uh, actually, Priest, here you go. Okay, that's enough of that. What's the question? The question is, have you ever been to Scotland? I have not. Okay. Uh, I've actually... I, I actually have only been out of the, the United States once in my life, and I it was to Canada when I was two years old. So I don't even remember. Not much of a traveler. Hmm. Number two. Have you tried unbrew? I-R-N-B-R-U. Have you tried it? Look it up. Look it up. <laughs> I'm dying. I'm just dying. I have not. Okay. And then the final question from the thread. Never mind, I take this back. And it's the second to last, because I did a refresh. You have to kill either Mudbriar, Quibble Pants, or Zephyr Breeze. Who do you pick, and how do you do it? Zephyr Breeze and tip him over, because he's a twig. Hey, I like it. Now then, uh, Sunny Daz is back with one more. Did you ever have a dream about your story, like a real life in your sleep one dream? It happens quite often, to be honest. Uh, I don't know if I can name anything specific, but I've had more than one dreams where I'm just literally in, you know, the Wonderbolt compound with my characters and, you know, I'm a pony. So it's happened, yeah. And now I see a little sign over here in the chat. <clears throat> it's time for questions from Vaughn! Not bad. I will actually give you credit for that. Conwind, are you ready for a fucked up question? Because if we're going to end this, we're going to end it on a high note that makes everyone uncomfortable. My hand is in my pants and I am ready. I wish you luck. <clears throat> questions of Vaughn. You are a necrophile. And you are fucking the freshly deceased corpses of your family when Rainbow Dash comes over and begs you to share your father's corpse with her so that you can punch the gut of your father and make the corpse explode its decomposing juices inside her through its dick. Will you let your dead father come inside Rainbow Dash or will you kill her and add her corpse to your fetish collection? I'll let him do it. It's what he would have wanted. You're a good son. We have time for more. I'm going to do another because I want it. <laughs> Oh, uh, let's do a rapist one. We're going to do a rapist one. Yay. You, you are a rapist, and you have the brilliant idea of supergluing razor blades to your dick for inflicting, inflicting maximum vic suffering to your victim. The Ugh. additional benefits look great. Blood is a great lube for unwilling sex objects. It's not, by the way. Anglu anguished screams make you feel like you have a dick that's extra thick. Internal bleeding saves you the effort of killing your victims, and it gives a new meaning on ravaging her. You forcefully thrust into your current victim, and she violently seizes, her muscles contracting so hard on your bladed pee-pee stick. The lack of screams is disappointing, but the choking sound and that look in her face is amazing. So amazing, in fact, that you quickly pull out of her for another thrust in excitement. Unfortunately for you, the razor blades are too embedded in her clamped walls, and is ripped off with your sudden withdrawal, along with your skin. You now have a skinless sausage. Will you take advantage of your extra-sensitive meat shaft? Unpound away for the best and last night of your life, or leave to stop the bleeding and weep for your new wiener without a jacket. God, I'm so hard right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go with option one. Go with a bang, a real bang. Hey! So gross. Nice. Oh my lord. 
I think that does it, so Priest, you want to let him say his final words? It's true. Calm. if people have the fortunate, or unfortunate, uh, the coincidence of catching this later on and feel bad and go, damn, I really wish I asked Calm Wind a question before he got 5,000 followers and stopped responding to people. Um, what would be the best way for them to get in contact with you and ask you a question? Perhaps Fimfic uh, PMs, message you on Discord. How Most signals, they... Twitter. Yeah, uh, definitely, definitely Fimfiction PM. I will always answer my PMs. I, I always make a note to do so. So even if I don't answer right away or if it takes me a day or two, I'm not always online either, but whenever I do come online, I will answer anything anyone sends me. I love talking to people, so please don't feel like you're intruding on my time. I'll answer any questions you want. If you just want to say hello, do anything. Send me a note. I'll say hi back. Awesome. Now then, without further ado, Paul, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to come join us. It really was a pleasure. Thank you for having me. It was great. Of course. Um, no, who do we have next week on our cast? Jake the Army Guy, I believe. Damn right! Oh my god! I'm going to make his life miserable! This is going to be great! Jake the Army Guy is running a contest right now on Fim Fiction, with the second place prize being being interviewed on our show. Uh, next week, Jake's going to come on and talk a little bit about his contest. Talk a little bit about ranking and how shit's going to go down. And, of course, we're going to plug the contest, and we may be plugging more than just the contest. Jake, you're going to put things in your eyes! <laughs> but until next week, this has been the Barcast with a non-pencil. Before we do that, hey, thank you to Geodesic Dragon, Alex underscore, and Hat Vandermoose. Geodesic Dragon donated 300 bits today. Thank you so much, guys, for the horse rescue and on our behalf as well. Now then, what were you saying, Priest? Oh, there's a non-pencil. Fuck you, Priest. <laughs> I have been dealing with child. I have seen the end of times, and it was fucking radical. Not looking into the future, damn it. You're, you're ruining spoilers. No spoilers! And I'm something else. Hey! Our guest was... Calm Wind. Thank you very much. Thank you so much. And until next week, bye-bye! Oh, Don't yeah. get drunk for the weekend! I no, not, not drunk, Buzzy! Never drive! Fuck you with your <laughs> drink!